Here at Encounter Church, we believe that we are called to reach the lost generation, to, to look at the people of Lodi here and bring them a hopeful message, some hope, because we all know that there's a lot of darkness in life. Um, last year may have been a challenging year for many of us. Uh, maybe even this last month or last week, uh, we, we, here in Lodi, we went through a big storm and uh, maybe that made some chaos in our homes and or maybe you are going through a spiritual storm. Um, the year, the, the month, January is coming to an end now and uh, now we're starting February and hopefully January, it was kind of crazy uh, as a nation and but hopefully January, February is better. Uh, Andrea, last week she she mentioned something that I think is hopeful that you know, we don't depend on a new year. Uh, we depend on God. Um, and that's why we're still hopeful. You know, God is not going to fail us. God is faithful in his love towards us, even though times may look crazy. Um, we are so thankful that God speaks to us and that he has a plan. He has a plan. Here at Encounter Church, we believe that the Bible is the word of God, that he has spoken to us through the Bible. And we have been looking at one of the books within the Bible. The Bible has different books within it. We see Genesis, we see Exodus, we see all of these different books. And then we, we find this book called Luke. And within it, we, we find basically the story of Jesus. Jesus is the main figure of our faith, of what we believe in as, as people who believe in the word of God. And we have started the series uh, just looking at the book of Luke where we see Jesus and we learn more about our hero, our leader to a degree. He is our leader, our master. Um, and we just learn more about him. So if you have your Bibles... Uh, feel free to take it out. They're also going to put the Bible um, on the screen. And we're going to look at Luke chapter 6. Um, if you have your Bibles, feel free to open it. I'll be opening it in my Bible. Um, Luke chapter 6. And it says this. So one Sabbath, and we'll talk about that word because maybe we don't know what that word is. We'll talk about that word in a little but one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? So these Pharisees, uh, maybe you know them, if you've been following along in Luke, we know that they're a religious group. Um, and they really had their own laws and, and people were following them. Um, and they don't like Jesus. So these Pharisees, they ask him, why are you doing something that's unlawful on the Sabbath on this day? Then verse 3, Jesus answered them, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? Many of us know David. David was King David, David and Goliath. He, he was the king of Israel. Um, and he, he did something. Jesus is quoting a story within the Bible. And he said, the story about David. David entered the house of God 
And taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat. And we'll, we'll talk about that later too. And he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man. This is, a, this is pretty important. The son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, again, we find that word Sabbath again. We'll talk about that word. He went into the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. It was paralyzed. He had a right hand that was paralyzed. And the synagogue was like a temple. It was this church. Um, And the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, the paralyzed hand, get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then it says, Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath? To do good or to do evil? To save life or to destroy it? He looked around at them and then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. Today we're going to talk about Jesus, who he is, and we're going to talk about how he is the Lord of the Sabbath. I pray that you guys will join me as we go into the word, but before we do that, let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us all together, Lord. I pray that we may just learn more about you, Jesus, that we may learn about who we follow and how you are Lord of all that you are in control of everything, that you are higher than what we may think, better and greater, Lord. We may be going through some dark stuff, God, but you are in control. I pray that you may help us see what the main thing is, Lord, what you want to teach us. I pray that you may speak to us in the name of Jesus, we pray. And we all say amen and amen. So today we we read a story that began with this word Sabbath. To us non-Jewish folk of the 21st century, this word Sabbath, uh, we look at this word and we might have no idea of what this is all about. What do you think about when you hear this word Sabbath? Maybe you think about someone who takes a sabbatical, Someone who takes a break from work for a period of time. I know of teachers, of professionals who have done this. And this is a good thing. We all need a break from time to time. Maybe you will think about the Ten Commandments. We, we, most of us know the Ten Commandments. You might recall how God was telling this people group, maybe you remember Moses with the Ten Commandments. He came down and there was this people group, the the nation of Israel. And he came and he, he brought these Ten Commandments. We know most of these commandments. 
If you go to your Bible to Exodus 20, you don't have to go there right now. But we find the story of, of Moses and giving the Ten Commandments. And here at Exodus 20, 8 through 11, you see that Moses says, this is one of the commandments, Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed this day. He blessed the Sabbath and made it holy. This is one of the lesser known commandments. It's kind of obvious that God would say that he would tell Israel, don't kill, don't murder, don't lie. But then God makes this commandment. And this commandment is that the Jews, the Israelites, they were supposed to keep the Sabbath holy. The Hebrew word for Sabbath is Shabbat. And ever since God had commanded the Israelites, the Israelites saw the Sabbath, this day, as an important day throughout the week. On this day, the Israelites were supposed to rest. No one was supposed to work on this day. It was a good day. We all need rest, and God knew that, and that's why he gave us a day of rest throughout the week. During this, the time of Jesus, there was a strict observance of this day. The religious leaders of their day, the Pharisees, had their laws and traditions. God had given the people a good thing. He gave the people a day when they could rest. We all need rest. But the Pharisees took a ritualistic and religious approach to the Sabbath. The Pharisees added more laws and rules in honoring the Sabbath, added more traditions. One of the laws that the Pharisees made to honor the Sabbath was not making food or going to the field. According to the Mishnah, their oral tradition, threshing as, as the disciples of Jesus did in the fields, was prohibited on the Sabbath. In fact, they had all of these prohibitions. They couldn't do this on the Sabbath. They, they added more stuff on this day that was supposed to be a day of rest. They said, okay, since it's a day of rest, we can't sow. We can't bake. We can't bleach. They added all of these rules. We can't weave two threads together, dividing threads. They, they just thought of everything and said, we can't do this because this is a day of rest. So on the Sabbath, they couldn't capture a deer. They couldn't slaughter the deer. They couldn't write two letters. Building was prohibited. Pulling down, extinguishing. All of these things was prohibited. You couldn't do these things on the Sabbath. And yet, on the Sabbath... Jesus and his disciples, they reaped, they gathered the food from the field. They threshed it, they made it so they could eat it. 
They were breaking what the Pharisees had said, breaking the law that they had made up. To us, this whole thing seems fascinating. Crazy how people thought back in the day that you couldn't do any of these things on the Sabbath. It's crazy to think that. But we need to remember that to a strict Pharisee, what the disciples had done by going to the fields was a deadly sin. Rules and regulations had been broken. Because Jesus and his disciples went through the fields and they grabbed the food, they were breaking the laws and regulations that the Pharisees had set up. This was a matter of life and death. One scholar noted that this law, the law and its associated traditions, especially the Sabbath regulations, are a major source of conflict in Luke's gospel. So, when we see the Pharisees and we see that they saw Jesus going through the field, rubbing the kernels and eating what they had worked, the Pharisees were furious. Here we have the Messiah, the Lord, the King, and his disciples breaking the tradition of the Pharisees. But Jesus and his disciples were not breaking the law of God. Jesus rested as he should. But Jesus was breaking what the Pharisees had added to God's intentions. God had said to not work on the Sabbath. And the Pharisees added to this law to say more than what God had intended. Sometimes we do that. God says a good thing. Be modest, as an example. And we should all be modest. It's a good thing. But men sometimes add and say you need to dress in a certain way that reflects their standards that were just developed in the last century. God said to rest on the Sabbath. And men made it to say more. No working on the field was supposed to take place. But here we have Jesus and his disciples that grabbed the kernels to eat because they were hungry. Jesus responded to the Pharisees by doing something we have all seen him do before. Just like he did in the wilderness with Satan and in the synagogue back home, in the temple back home, Jesus used the Bible to respond to the Pharisees. Jesus quoted a story from 1 Samuel 2.6, which is in our Old Testament. Jesus spoke of a story about King David, the king of Israel, a good king. Jesus sarcastically said to these religious leaders who were the smartest, the scholars of religion, he sarcastically said, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? Of course the Pharisees have read this passage. They were religious leaders. They were teachers of this passage. But they didn't understand the real meaning of this story. So Jesus begins to retell this story. Here we have King David, Israel's best king. And he entered the house of God. In the house of God, there was this bread that was intended to only be used for the priests. That was its purpose. 
No one was supposed to eat the bread except the priest. The priest depended on the house and the funds that, the, that God's house would receive. So the bread was only for the priests. Yet David and his companions were hungry. And they took the consecrated bread and ate it. The bread that was only for the priests. There's something we need to understand. God gives laws for the goodness of his people. He set up the law about the bread in the temple being consecrated for a reason. The priests need to eat. But there are higher laws that God has established. God recognized that David and his companions were hungry. So while God had originally established a way whereby the priests could eat, God was fine with David and his companions eating the consecrated bread, the bread that was only intended for the priests. He was fine that David would eat from this, this one time. Extreme human need, hunger, made a claim prior to that of sacred ritual. In other words, as one prominent scholar of the New Testament, William Barclay, correctly said, David's need had taken precedence over rules and regulations. Similarly, God had established a day of rest. Every Sabbath, the Israelites were supposed to rest. But God understood that Jesus and his disciples were hungry. Thus, it's okay that Jesus and his disciples ate on the Sabbath. God intended the Sabbath to bring rest to his people. His intentions were not to cause people to be without food. That was not the purpose of the Sabbath. So if it was a Sabbath and Jesus went to grab food, that was okay. And then Jesus said this interesting phrase. He said, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. You will note as we go further into our study of Luke in the following weeks. That Jesus would primarily teach on three things. There are three things that Jesus would always teach on. He taught about the kingdom. How people are to live under God's will in this earth. He talked about discipleship, what it means to follow Jesus. And he talks about the Son of Man. He talks about his character, his identity. The Son of Man was the title that Jesus used to refer to himself. It was Jesus' favorite title to use to refer to himself. We, we know that Jesus is the Son of God. Everybody says that. But Jesus is the one, we know that he is the son of a God because he is the one who would come from the line of David, who would rule on God's behalf, and who would have God as his father. But Jesus was also a son of man. He was a human one. Jesus borrowed this title from a passage that we have looked at before. Back in Daniel 7, the prophet Daniel, there were these people who would speak on God's behalf, and in this case, the prophet, one of them, prophet Daniel, had a vision. And he saw the son of man, a human one, go to the ancient of days, who is God. 
And this is what Daniel 7, 13 to 14 says. I, I find this passage very, very interesting. So Daniel, he has a vision at night. And I looked, and there, there before me was one like a son of man. He saw a human one. And in this vision, he sees him coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days. The Ancient of Days is God. And was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All nations and peoples of every language worshipped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. And his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. So we have this son of man, this human one. He went to God. Received authority, glory, and power. Every nation and people group from every language will worship him. The dominion and kingdom will not pass away. The one that he possessed, it will last forever. Each time Jesus referred to him, himself as the son of man, he was saying that he believed that he was the son of man that we just read. He believed that he was the human one who would approach God and would receive authority, glory, and power. He believed that he would be worshipped. And he believed that his dominion would be forever. In our starting passage, the passage that we read in Luke, Jesus believed that as the Son of Man, as the human one, he would have all authority. Jesus knew that he was over the Sabbath. Therefore, Jesus said, the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Pharisees were trying to accuse Jesus of not following the Sabbath. But Jesus is over the Sabbath. The Pharisees were trying to accuse Jesus of not following the rules that they had set up. But Jesus is over. He has authority over the laws that God has made. The Pharisees had said, this is what they wrote um, back in, during Jesus' day, the Sabbath is given over you, not you to the Sabbath. The Sabbath was supposed to control the lives of the Israelites. But Jesus is saying that he is Lord of the Sabbath. He is over the Sabbath and lords over Israel. Jesus has authority over the Mosaic Law, the Ten Commandments, and to Israel, he is above everything. Now, to show that the motives of the Pharisees and to show what Jesus would do as the Lord of the Sabbath, we see the next scene in Luke that we've read. It's the Sabbath again. And just like a good teacher, Jesus was teaching on the Sabbath in the synagogue, a church. He was primarily by craft, he was a teacher. Then a man, when he's teaching, a man with his right hand paralyzed, atrophied, and useless, had arrived at the synagogue where Jesus was teaching. Having a paralyzed hand is tragic, especially back in the day. Since back in the day, men, and there's still men today who work with their hand, but it was more common back in the day, men, they used to work with their hand. As a teacher, I do work with my hands, but not 
um, labor with them so much as men back in the day did. And then again, the scribes and Pharisees, they were present. They were watching closely to see if Jesus would heal on the Sabbath. He could just see how malicious these Pharisees are. The Pharisees, they didn't care about this man who had a paralyzed, this man who had a paralyzed hand. They didn't care about him. All they wanted to do was catch Jesus failing. Catch Jesus breaking the rules that they had made. That's all that the Pharisees had cared about. According to the Pharisees, no healing was supposed to take place on the Sabbath, on this holy day. They had taken what God commanded and extended it to mean something more. To mean that no healing was supposed to take place on the Sabbath. But Jesus wasn't dumb. He saw the Pharisees. Knew that they wanted to blame him for healing on the Sabbath. But Jesus didn't care about what the religious leaders planned. Instead, he looked at the man and he saw the problem. He looked at the man and told the man, get up, stand up. And the man listened to Jesus and got up. Then Jesus posed a question to the Pharisees so they could evaluate their motives. He asked such a good question. He asked, is it permitted to do what is right on the Sabbath or to do what is evil? To save lives or to destroy them? The Pharisees had overly committed themselves to the law on the Sabbath. That their commitments to this law had eclipsed the basics of the faith. Their devotion to the Sabbath caused them to be malicious and not care for this man whose hand was paralyzed. They should have cared more about his hand being healed, but unfortunately, they were blind. Sometimes the people of God overly focus on good things and end up distorting these good things that God has given us. And then we forget about the basics, about loving and caring. Jesus reminds us that we should do good every day, including on the Sabbath. We should try to help lives every day. We can have these commitments to biblical practices, but we should not distort them in such a way that we neglect our neighbors, that we fail to love those who are around, around us, that we neglect the basics. The Pharisees had committed themselves to the biblical practice of the Sabbath. It was a good practice, but they distorted it and neglected to love their neighbor. Neglected to love the man who was there with the paralyzed hand. Jesus did the right thing, as he always does. On the Sabbath, Jesus told the man 
with the withered hand to stretch out his hand. And the man did. And then Jesus did the impossible. He healed the man's hand. You could tell that the motives had the wrong mo- that the Pharisees had the wrong motives. You could tell that that was the case. They should have been rejoicing that God had healed a man. But instead, the Pharisees were beyond furious and began to talk about how they would plot against Jesus, how they would kill Jesus. And as we close today, I want you to consider this. As a follower of Christ or wherever you are on your journey, we might be like Pharisees sometimes. We may elevate certain practices over the basics. But we need to follow the example of Christ. He was the most spiritual person to have ever lived on this earth. And he knew what to prioritize. We should interpret, understand the Bible as Jesus understood it, not as the Pharisees did. We should never get to the point where we elevate a particular biblical practice higher than the basics. Next week, we will talk about some of the basics. But for now, don't neglect to love a friend, a neighbor, a stranger. We should all pray, but prayer should never make us neglect our neighbor. As a matter of fact, prayer should help us love our neighbor. Just as the Sabbath should have helped people rest so that they can love their neighbors. Spiritual practices should never be an excuse to neglect to love a fellow human. Biblical practices should motivate us to love with even a more extraordinary passion. Get a clear view of what God says and apply what he says accordingly. Don't miss the point of why God had said what he has said. And if you have heard this message and heard about Jesus, I I want to tell you this. Jesus, he has the clearest view of what God wants. And he calls you to follow him. And I encourage you to do so. Declare him as Lord over all and as Lord of the Sabbath. There are many of us, maybe we could relate with the person with the withered hand. Maybe we feel broken. Maybe we feel like there's no future. And ever since the beginning, we have fallen. We, there is something within us that is not right. And we could see that in humanity as a whole, and even individually. But Jesus, just as he healed the man with the withered hand, he could heal us today. And I encourage you, we're all on our journey, 
We all find ourselves in different spots, but we want to partner with you, help you here at Encounter Church. We want to help you wherever you find yourself. You don't necessarily have to believe this, but we welcome you and hope to bring you hope. Uh, hope to bring you hope during this time. Um, so right there where you're at, as the worship team gets ready, uh, let's pray and then we'll sing the song and then we will dismiss. But right there where you're at, if you want to close your eyes and bow your heads, and as a response to what, what has been said, we're going to pray, we're going to declare Jesus as the Lord of the Sabbath, and we are going to try to follow him and recognize the basics. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us all together and allowing us to open up your word. Jesus, thank you for showing us the importance of keeping the basics. There may be people who want us to elevate certain practices over loving a neighbor, Lord, but we know that you want us to love those who are around us. God, we saw that Jesus heals the brokenhearted. We saw that Jesus healed this man who had a withered hand. And we believe today that you could heal our hearts today. Hearts that have been corrupted, maybe by wrongdoings, by the effects of sin and, and other people, Lord. But we believe that you heal us. Let's have a clear vision of what you want, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.